0: show was recorded live for a cartoon audience and now straight from a small ship off the coast of Norway the Jour power half hour And our show is about whatever we want to talk about at the moment, from pop culture to science to Final Fantasy.
1: We have structure, we promise.
0: So, uh, tell them about your news story today, Mary.
1: My news story, yeah. Well, it uh, turns out that the London police charged a thousandth person in the riots. They've, They've arrested a thousandth person.
0: Weren't those caused? Um, weren't that caused by a bad soccer match?
1: No, it was not a soccer match.
0: Isn't everything in London happening because of a soccer match? <laughs> no,
1: it was. It was a, a following of a peaceful demonstration um, about the death of. I think Dugan was his last name, or Duggan, depending on how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I seem to think that. They've arrested more than three thousand people over the riots, but they're they're charging their thousands person. I guess I guess the other two thousand didn't matter.
0: Well, no one cares about the other two thirds of them. You know, they just got to get that 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 rate up so people think they did something.
1: Right. Well, have you seen them? They've arrested kids, like children.
0: Hey, you burn a building, you burn a building. It doesn't matter if you're five or you're forty-five.
1: That's true, I suppose. You know, to some extent. But I don't think they should be charging the children. I think they should be charging the parents. Like, what? What are you doing? Why are you not watching your kids when riots are going on?
0: Really, parents?
1: Out and play. London's burning. Oh, okay, mom. They're
0: probably. Um. They're probably out there with them. Didn't you see um, V for Vendetta? Oh
1: yeah, that's true. Well, this isn't as awesome. I don't think.
0: No, they didn't blow up Parliament, but, you know.
1: There's no there's no knife-wielding Hugo Weaving. <laughs> or Natalie Portman.
0: Bull Natalie Portman is better than most women.
1: It's true. She is she's amazing. I really, really like her a lot. You know, a lot of actresses in Hollywood, I, I will be the first to admit I'm kind of jealous about, but also I kind of dislike simply because they're getting by only on their looks and they have no talent. This girl, she has it all. She has talent and brain, and everything else. She's great.
0: So um, I'm
1: super jealous that she got to kiss Chris Hemsworth, though super jealous. Who? Chris Hemsworth. Who the hell is that? Thor. Oh. Uh, yeah.
0: So <laughs> we
1: we have degraded. <laughs>
0: So the reason this show came into existence is um I, James, am uh currently creating a web show called Collin County Samurai. Oh, Mary is yeah, yeah. Mary is my uh my producer. Woohoo. And uh we thought it'd be a good chance to get us out there and get, get people talking about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, in reality we we just like, you know, people hearing our voices and thinking we're cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Really, it came about that James bought this microphone and he wanted something else to do with it. So we were like, hey, what about a podcast? Okay, yeah, sure, good idea.
0: It is a good idea. This is great.
1: Because, I mean, that's that's the American way. It's like you don't feel like you're getting your full money's worth unless you use the crap out of it, right?
0: (laughs) That's very true.
1: (laughs) It's the same with food. You don't feel like you're getting a bargain unless you're getting, like, a mega, mega ton of food. Like you're getting
0: a whole wheel of cheese.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> it's like, bring me the lot. And don't skimp on the pate. Oh.
1: Have you ever
0: actually
1: had pate? It's disgusting. It is. It is so gross.
0: You know, there's something about mushed up goose, goose liver that is just disgusting. Whereas, <laughs> you know, actual goose liver,
1: yeah.
0: not so bad.
1: Well, see, I don't understand. It's like, how far of a difference is there between, like, pate...
0: And chicken livers that they sell here in the south. Well, goose livers, I—I I, I, I I, it's retarded that I can't think of the, the word I'm looking for at the moment. Uh-huh. But uh, they—they do—they they feed them special feed, and they make them grow to like, the, like literally, the entire goose's liver. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What
0: do they feed them a steady diet of like wine and stuff so they? Have to grow <laughs> <them>? <laughs> no, they, 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 you haven't seen the the the, the um. The, 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 the horrible videos that, like, Kita puts out of like them shoving these tubes down goose's necks and force feeding them grain. Drunk goose. <laughs> it's grain, not wine. <laughs> hey,
1: then it's beer, right? Movies. Okay, now it comes to the part of the show where we do old movie, new movie. Um, one of us picks a new movie that we've just seen. And then another one picks an old, older movie that they really enjoyed. We talk about what we enjoyed about them, what we didn't enjoy about them. We kind of just debate and argue back and forth and banter and, yeah, generally generally lose ourselves there. So I think you should talk about your old movie first, James. All right,
0: for this week's old movie, I picked um, Spotting, a classic with um, Ewan McGregor in it. And uh, that movie, some people find it highly disturbing. I think it's.
1: Doofenshmirtz is so <laughs> sexy.
0: That movie is one of the one of the best movies ever. I used to watch that movie every day after I came home from work.
1: It is kind of disturbing. I'm not gonna lie. There's you know, I, I,
0: I, the only disturbing part of that movie I would, I would give you is, um, is when the baby dies.
1: Right, that's exactly the part I was trying to avoid.
0: <laughs> and when the uh, and the the the, uh, the scene where he's, he's being. Um, you know he's weaning himself off of um he, well his parents are weaning him off of heroin, right? And that's kind of disturbing because it's all like really flashy and the rest of the movie. I mean, the only character in there who's who's actually like you know disturbing is probably Big Be- Begsby, Bigsby, Bigsby? Begby, Begby, Bigsby? Begby the the little guy who's uh who has a a temper. Uh huh.
1: Remember
0: he like well, the
1: little, little guys always have tempers.
0: Remember he smashed the glass in the guy's face and stuff. Oh, true. But,
1: um... Uh, it's, it's been almost since that movie came out that I've seen it, so...
0: It's a great movie. But it enough, is. But enough about that. What's your new movie?
1: My new movie, I actually recently saw um, Captain America. Again, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Live with it. Um, I really... I enjoyed myself. I took my aunt, actually. She's like 65. It was, it was fun. We both had fun. Popcorn drinks, all of that. Um... I liked the idea, the, the, it was kind of set in this old, you know, World War II time, basically, following, you know, Captain America's um, cryogenic sleep, basically, and, and coming back, and all of the other stuff, well, the, the styles, and the ideas, and, and, and everything behind it, like the people were just, they were really great, Hugo Weavings in the movie, He's always phenomenal in everything he's done. The main attraction in this movie, I'm not going, this is up, not up for negotiation, is Tommy Lee Jones. He makes this movie. He really does. His character, now he plays this kind of character a lot, but he's so good at it. There's a reason he makes so much money at what he does, because he's so good at this kind of character. It's this kind of no-nonsense, no-smiling, smart-talking you know, I think he's a colonel or a major in the movie, but he just, he really, really, he brings it together. The problem that I had with this movie, though, was that I felt like there were lots of different high points of the movie. Like, I could not really tell when the major climax was happening. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, oh, here's an exciting part, and then it kind of settles back down, and oh, here's another one, and then it settles back down, and I mean, it just it got really tiresome after a while and the movie is really long. So it made it feel even longer, in my opinion. I think the movie's like two hours and ten minutes or something like that. Oh my
0: god, it's brutal.
1: It it really kinda was, you know, and sitting through it, especially with a full Doctor Pepper and, you know, your water's <laughs> crying at you. Um it it was one of those. And it's like with this with this constant up and down it felt it felt ridiculously long. So, you know, that was that was one of the problems I had with it. Otherwise, um pretty good addition to the avengers series not as great as thor or iron man iron man was a close second to thor in my opinion But that's my opinion don't fight me for it
0: don't don't belittle iron man
1: (laughs) i'm not going to i liked it a lot
0: iron man is probably the best superhero movie ever made
1: that's not true
0: it's not true
1: i really liked iron man but you know what i like the old batman movies too
0: the original batman movies
1: yeah, like, you know, Batman, Batman Returns.
0: Yes, I know what movies you're talking about. Oh, it was more of a shock than a, uh, a question. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, it, was, it, it no. was Tim Burton before Tim Burton was Tim Burton, if that makes sense. Like, his, it was before his, his genre got really cliché, or, or even genre, you know what I mean?
0: You know, the first one was really good, I'll, I'll give you that. But it was no yeah. Iron Man.
1: You know, Iron Man was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. But you know what, Thor, I have the soft spot for the Vikings.
0: You do. do You and your Norsemen, Mary.
1: I know. I I can't help it. (laughs) I really, really can't. It's just how I do it. (laughs) But anyway, definitely. um, And then at the end of the movie, there's a trailer. There's a teaser trailer for the Avengers movie. It looks amazing. I am so totally stoked for this movie. They've got everybody, all the original actors to play everybody in this movie. So they have... um, Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. They have Chris Hemsworth for Thor. They have the guy who played Captain America whose name escapes me. Chris Evans. He's hot, too. And then they have um, Scarlett Johansson playing, uh, what was her name, Black Widow? Black Widow. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. I'm so excited about this movie. <laughs> like, I wanted to jump out of my seat. I was, my stephanie was yet yeah, laughing at me when it was hot. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I can't believe you. I was like, I can't help it. That's what I like. <laughs> so, yeah. I know. I I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dress up. We're going to do we're going to do it. I'm going to borrow the the helmet and the the hammer that I gave to my nephew um that I originally wore to Thor and I'm going to dress up and it's going to be awesome.
0: You're a mighty mighty dork, Mary. Mighty. Mighty dork.
1: Shut sure. <laughs> up. I am proud of my dorkdom.
0: I'm sh- I know. I know.
1: There's not a lot of people who could come on and say, I'm a complete and major dork.
0: That's true. You know? That's true. Music. All right, now it's time for the music portion of our show where we talk about music we're listening to or music we want to listen to. Um, Mary, you go first.
1: Okay. Well, um, I'm really looking forward to a album that's coming out an album that's coming out um, from a Swedish band that I really like a lot. A friend of mine, Justin, introduced me to these guys um, several years ago, their name is uh, Pain of Salvation. The uh, lead singer, Daniel Lowe, he has these amazing vocals. I really recommend them. But anyway, this uh, next album that's coming out is called Road Salt Two. It's part of a series apparently that they're doing. The first album, Road Salt, came out. I think it was about this time last year, and I was just, I was hooked. It's still in my CD player even after a year. I. I'm just so taken aback by this this music. It's a, what do we call it, progressive metal. Swedish progressive metal. Um, you know, accentuated guitar, broad vocal range. Switching between heavy and calm passages. Um, concept, a lot of concept along with this band, too. So I'm just really, I'm stoked about this band.
0: All right, my band I'm listening to right now is uh, called Spare in the Workshop, and their new album it's called Spitting Daggers, which was released a couple months ago, I believe. Sounds um, violent. <laughs> they're not violent. It's very much um, in the vein of uh, Jefferson Airplane, Talking Heads, a little bluesy like Black Sabbath, sort of. You know, um, <clears throat> the kind of cool thing about the band is, is it's it's a Welsh guy, an Irish girl, and a Scottish guy, kind of going together, showing that the British Empire is still there. Well, that
1: they can get along at least.
0: Yeah. At least those British people can get along. But um, a track I really have to recommend is uh, "You Don't Trust Anyone," which is brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah, so I actually learned about them from uh, Mojo, the British music magazine, which I love. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of music out of there. But, Tell me uh, a little bit about, um, you know,
1: what kind of music the song is.
0: It's kind of it starts to have a little distortion. It's very, okay, it's hard to explain. It's very much a um, kind of psychedelic, a little maybe even.
1: Do I have to be tripping acid to listen to
0: this? It might help, but it's brilliant nonetheless. <laughs> brilliant. That's funny. This, you know,
1: my my band, Pain of Salvation, they they've. They've had Dream Theater open for them um, They're, they're kind of like Symphony X um, Or what was the other band That I said I'm going to go Evergray. Um They are They were headliners um, In Prague Power USA Festival They were You know this, this song If, if you're going to highlight a song I'm going to highlight a song uh, they're, This song off of Road Salt 1 They did an EP of And it was called Linoleum um, I posted it on Facebook for those of you who are my friends on Facebook. It was several months ago, so you know, go go back and look for it. Because I'm not going to do it again. Um, but the song is just—I mean, it just—it rocks, and like it has this kind of soft middle, and then it builds back up to this kind of rocking system, a series, and it just—it just tears you down, picks you up, and tears you back down again. I just—I really love the song.
0: You know, I'd like to point out, you said, like, Dream Theater opened for your band, and blah, 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 blah. My yeah. band has, like, 1,500 friends on Facebook.
1: Wow, that's a lot of people.
0: That's a lot of people? Are you serious? And for a band?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they're still getting getting up and getting around. I mean, you know, not a whole just, lot of people have heard of them. But, I'm, and, I'm, and hopefully, maybe, through some free advertisement on our part... People may listen to them now.
0: Maybe that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? If I took, if I had a part in making them world famous,
1: we are we are part of history now. We are. It's my dream
0: <laughs> to right. talk
1: about to talk about history and be be a part of history if these bands really take off. <laughs> of course, you know, Pain of Salvation is huge in their own right, you know, but a lot of Americans aren't really aware of their presence, which I think they should be.
0: Ooh, a little anger there.
1: Well, I'm just, I'm being very forward and assertive. I think they should be. I'm pointing my finger. You can't see it, but there is definitely a finger point happening. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Daniel his, again, I'm just going to emphasize, his vocals are phenomenal. I, Everybody I've introduced to this band, or everybody who has heard this band, have all said the same thing, that his vocals are like nothing else that anyone has ever heard. He can go from high to low, to soft to loud, to gritty and, and ruckus, to, to soft and, and gentle and sweet. I mean, it's just...
0: The Point. Alright, welcome to The Point of the Show, where we discuss the point of the show. Today we're talking about Final Fantasy VII, the story. Uh, Mary has opinions about this. You do too. You get you, tell us what you think, Mary.
1: I think I think Final Fantasy seven was one of the best written video games in history. Liar I'm not a liar, that is my <laughs> opinion. Oh my god. I feel, like, I feel like Final Fantasy is actually one of the best written stories ever.
0: I hated it's that so game. Gripping. I hated that game so much. Why? Two reasons. A the story, I, it never took off with me. I never, I was like, eh. and B, I, 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 I never get past the graphics of the game.
1: Okay, the the graphics of the game, you there are no graphics in books.
0: That's true. It makes it much much easier to like really visualize it for yourself.
1: Looks for the first text based game, <laughs> especially those pick your own adventure ones. I love those yeah. games.
0: Not but. The Final Fantasy 7, I mean, the whole air dying thing, and like, it's like, people are all shocked and upset about this.
1: Alert.
0: <laughs> but, you know, it's really kind of, you know, trivial, because it, it doesn't have really a, an effect on the game.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: It does not. It
1: has a giant effect on the
0: game. What?
1: It's not so much on the game as it is on the player. It's enormous on the player, and if you link a player, a character to a player, like, if you make a player have emotions about a game. They are more likely to play it. They are more likely to get through it and survive. Don't you think so?
0: I guess, but, I mean, I don't know. I just thought that was so... Eh, and they never and they never really, like, you know, there's no, I don't know, there's no, like, part of it really speaks to you after that.
1: I don't know. You know, it, there is this, like, point of computing. Now, granted, it's been... Several years since I've played the game, so it's kind of hard for me to remember a lot of it. But it seems like, you know, after she she died, there was this kind of new reemergence of this goal, you know, that they had been on. And then, you know, because but right before that, Eris was gone for a long time. Like you were trying to chase her down in the city of the ancient, right? You know, and you finally find her, and then this this crap happens, like in this water temple area. And you fight Geneva and, and all that, um, but it seemed like after that they had this kind of okay. Now we have a goal. They struck. It struck so close to home. You know, Eris is gone. This, that, and the other. And then it kind of broadened a little bit, and they get other characters or, or whatever. You know, have you? Right. Um. But you know, I thought it was. I. It is kind of useless. I'm going to be honest with you. The death was a little useless. Um, but it but it had a point.
0: I but guess. like, I mean, Final Fantasy VI had a much better story.
1: You know, Final Fantasy VI's story was fantastic. It was very good.
0: And um, go on.
1: I was just going to say it was one. It was one of the first games that I really connected to, in inwardly. You know, like emotionally connected to. I didn't cry or anything, but. It was a very good game. It was very well done. You know, it was like, oh, I think I'm close to the end. And then the end of the world happens. And then you have to keep going. It was so awesome. This post-apocalyptic idea was so fresh still. You know, and then you had to go regather everyone. I mean, that was kind of like, some people saw that as a pain in the ass. Like, oh, man, I have to do this crap again. Some people were like, that is so awesome. (laughs) Because no other game had really done that before.
0: That was a great story. I mean, everything kind of flowed and the way everything worked together in the, in the in the game, it really made it work. But you know what? The best story Squaresoft ever did?
1: What's that? Xenogears. Xeno Gears. Xeno really? Gears?
0: Yes. You know, Xeno Gears, yes. Indubitably. This was
1: pretty good. I'm not going to lie. But you know, another really good one that they did? Chrono Trigger.
0: Chrono Trigger. You know, I liked Chrono Cross a lot more than I liked Chrono Trigger.
1: You know, Chrono Cross, I I played. I almost beat it. But, you know, I was so lost in that game a lot of the time. There was so much going on and so many options that I think it was so difficult to really have any kind of clear path or structure. Which, on one hand, can be very frustrating, very annoying, you know, it makes you not know, want to play. But on the other hand, it leaves it so open that there's so many cool things that you could do. That each each time you play it is a unique experience.
0: It's you know, a, it's I, a.
1: I see the point there.
0: It's a great game, and there's so many, and there's a bunch of tie-ins with um, with with, with, with Chrono Trigger as well.
1: There, are, yeah, there are. Uh-huh. No, no spoilers now. <laughs> but yeah, there are.
0: Because these games are you know,
1: like you spoiled the last game.
0: You can't even get Final Fantasy VII. I saw it at a, um, a, a um, what's that place called, Half Price Books the other day. Still selling is used for 40 bucks.
1: Yeah, I know. They don't even make it anymore. But here's the deal. I, I have downloaded a ROM and an emulator even just onto my phone. I have the original disc, so I'm allowed to do this. Pirate. <laughs> pirate! But I have it on my phone. I have it on a, my computer as well. You still can play it. You know, this is still optional, but I definitely recommend it. If anybody is going into the gaming industry or plans on it and they're, they're younger and they're looking for the classics, kind of like, you know, how, how um, school will teach you Shakespeare and Yeats and, you know, Descartes and all of these different things, it's like go for go for Final Fantasy games. Definitely. I mean, that whole genre right there, there are so many things that tie the games together so many constants, but the the variables in each game, the story in each game are so different. You know, it's like they're, the constants are there, but they never change the story at all, if that makes sense. Like the presence of Chocobos, or Chocobos, depending on how you want to say it, Um, they're, they're in almost every Final Fantasy. But right. do they really change the story at all? Do they really link all of the Final Fantasy games together, um, story-wise? Not really.
0: Or the Moogles?
1: they're not always there. They're, they're clearly Final Fantasy.
0: Right. Like the Moogles?
1: Yeah, like the Moogles, exactly. Or, or some of the, some of the uh, Summon. Yeah.
0: Spells,
1: do you think you the know? games
0: would have been better if there had been a tie-in between the games?
1: You know, I don't think so to be honest with you, because look at how Final Fantasy X2 ended up. I mean, seriously. Um,
0: I never played it.
1: It was pretty, pretty. Princess dress me up. It was awful. The diehard fans, they were like, yeah, I played it. I finished it. I regret it to this day.
0: (laughs) It was that bad?
1: Because they were like, I have to finish the titles. Well, good for you. Yay. I didn't play it.
0: That's crazy. I mean... I mean, I I stopped playing after um, Final Fantasy VIII, which I thought was pretty good. Eight
1: was cool. It I, was very different. I, I especially didn't, didn't do the usual thing. I especially
0: know? enjoyed the uh, the draw system. I think I'm the only one in the world who liked that. But I thought no, that was pretty cool. True. I think I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah,
0: Doug like. You know, Dougal. Dougal. I was reading today on the interweb about. A death threat against her favorite Gap Tooth late night show host, uh, David Letterman. Apparently, a, uh, an Al-Qaeda militant saw him making fun of the death of, a, uh, of another militant, we will call him, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, during an uh, air raid in Pakistan. And he took offense to it. They said he called for the United States Muslims to ca- cut out his tongue to shut up this Jew. I take it to
1: David Letterman all the time, but you don't see me threatening him about
0: it. The key part of that statement, though, is David Letterman, not a Jew. Oh, man. He must have had some poo on his face, as it were, after when the militant heard about this.
1: (laughs) Egg on his face,
0: you mean? Poo, egg, whatever. (laughs) Science and History.
1: Okay, so here comes the part of the show where we do a little bit of science and history. It's either going to be science or history or science and history. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I know. Anyway, so I heard about this uh, find they, they did. Um, they were excavating in the northern Ural Mountains. Yep. Um, archaeologists have discovered Mousterian stone tools and butchered mammoth bones, which are associated with Neanderthals in Europe. Um, but the artifacts are dated to 28,500 years ago, which is about 8,000 years after Neanderthals are thought to have disappeared. Um, it suggests that some mastered living in cold environments and held on long after modern humans had usurped the rest of their range. I think that's an incredibly interesting find, to be honest with you.
0: Really? Um, so <coughs> the Neanderthals moved into the, uh, the rural mountains... And uh, developed tools, made f- mink fur coats, or di- big diamonds.
1: Did you did you call them the Earl Mountain? I did. <laughs> the my name is Earl Mountain?
0: That's what they're called. They're in Georgia.
1: <laughs> they just have a big mustache on. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it just, it, it kind of challenges the idea of Neanderthals, because you know, I had read somewhere previous to this, because I'm, I'm a nerd, um, you know, and I'm a history bug, that there were no traces of Neanderthal DNA or features in modern human or, or homo sapien. But, you know, it makes me wonder if, if it's entirely possible that we just haven't found it yet.
0: So you're saying you that know, uh, some... Um... Uh, some humans, you're wondering if they got busy with the Neanderthals?
1: Hey, you know what? I've, I'm not saying anything, but I've met some pretty, pretty hairy guys before. And, but, and I'm telling you, some of the intelligence quotients of these people are pretty crazy. But, then but these,
0: didn't Neanderthals in, have heads the size of basketballs?
1: Their, their brains were larger, yes, but it didn't necessarily mean that they were more developed. Or that their synapses were, were better made. I think, I think modern humans' brain was actually, even though it was more compact, it was actually more efficient, from what I recall.
0: So we're better. Go humans!
1: Go humans!
0: Yay. Woo! YouTube.
1: Okay, here comes a bit where I plug, shamelessly, a YouTube channel favorite of mine. Um, today i'm featuring a channel called let me see what the channel name is the official how it should have ended channel now this guy does little flash animations of famous movies but instead of the actual ending of the movie he puts what he thinks should have happened now the, the theory is is that you know he kind of just puts his own opinion on there well they turn out to be fantastically hilarious I mean just so great especially the Superman one um, Batman is in it it's the it's the best I mean you should really just check it out sometime um, the one of the most recent ones he did was how 300 should have ended um, he did how Thor should have ended that one was a person favorite of mine don't forget um, Iron man and, and quite a few other things
0: what so don't forget Iron man
1: Oh, yeah, Iron Man, that's the best one. Hi,
0: guys. Anyway, oh, and then he did
1: another one that that you should really check out, um, Braveheart. How Braveheart should have ended. He does a lot of really great ones. So I definitely suggest him. If I could shamelessly plug him, I will. I hope he doesn't think um, I'm trying to harm him or defame him in any way, um, the guy who does it. I don't know if it's a team or if it's just the one guy, but he's apparently been on YouTube since 2005. And he does really well. Apparently, his name is Daniel Baxter, um, and he's very talented. So, if he if he gets angry at me for plugging him, I'm sorry, Daniel. I like you a lot.
0: Ooh.
1: I know. Mary and did. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I do like his voices that he does, especially when he does Batman. That's pretty hot.
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I
1: know.
0: I know. Should I sing the? Uh... Should, should i sing the uh the, the song
1: the song yeah
0: mary and daniel sitting in a tree k-i-s-s-i-n-g <laughs> first came love then came marriage then came baby iron man in a baby carriage
1: all right Woo! <laughs> totally you know he, was, he would kill me if my word is mother. <laughs> you came home with how many women <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm cool with that. I will I will put him up for adoption or I will leave him with his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can handle a Tony Stark at this point in my life.
0: <laughs> but he's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool.
1: You know, Tony Stark is really cool, but you know, one of the fa- the fact of the matter is is that if Tony Stark didn't have any money, he would be like every other douchebag ever. True. But the fact that he has money and then he can create these things that he imagines. He's awesome. Uh, but take away take away that, take away his money, and he's a douchebag.
0: You're very right. Play, you're very right. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, I know I'm right. I've dated a lot of douchebags.
0: <laughs> it's time to say goodbye. All right, now it's time to wrap it up. This has been the first edition of the Jibberdoward Power Half Hour. I um, just want to point out that uh, everyone should visit IdealRebel.com. W-W-W-I-D-E-A-L-R-E-B-E-L. Check, uh, check out the show. Check out my Kickstarter account. This is James.
1: And this is Mary. Have a good day. Good night.
0: We still recording. Where's my beer? Ah, I got smoke in my eye.